Hey, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to yet another fantastically enticing and yet somehow erotic episode of the Witching Hour podcast. I'm your host, John Roisman. Joining me tonight from Texas, the Lone Star State, because he swears it's so big. President, founder, and CEO of Slash and Chill Productions, Mr. Jake Perry. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Good to have you on the show, finally. Good to be talking to you. How's things going for you today? Oh, it's good, man. Finally getting to wind down. Nice. Nice. So how, uh, how how's the day treating you out there in Texas? What's the weather like right now? You know, right now it's 52 degrees, so it's not bad. Clear blue skies, the sun's setting. Oh, you beautiful. can't beat the West Texas sunset. Well, what, well let me ask, what, do, what would a normal mid-January day be? where you are in texas oh this is pretty normal here okay cold is not really a big thing we all cry when it gets any lower than this <laughs> well surprisingly <laughs> enough i mean parts of your neighborhood actually got some snow on it uh what over the past weekend wasn't it yeah yeah it, actually not too far from us uh, we've got this cap rock formation that stops everything from hitting right where we're at gotcha. so like in midland which is 20 miles away you'll get a ton of snow and we got not even a half an inch i'm still <laughs> jealous of, of that you know i'm on, i'm here in the east coast um i'm from the state of maryland uh you know they had been predicting every year they always say the same shit you know we're overdue this is going to be our winter we're going to get our asses handed to us well <laughs> I, I had a couple meteorologists confirm along with uh, Farmer's Almanac, that this was supposed to really be a bad year for the entire eastern seaboard. Well, I was at work today, and, you know, kids are in T-shirts and shorts skateboarding and outside playing, and, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm outside working, and it's, uh, it's damn near about 52 degrees here myself. And, uh, you know, haven't had any snow yet. Hardly have to scrape the windows in the morning a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, it, it kind of pisses me off. I, I'm a northerner, and I love my winters. I love my snow. I'm from Chicago originally, Philly. You know, I'm when it's winter, it's supposed to have snow. That, that's just me, but, you know, hey, what can you do, right? Yeah, I moved to Tennessee a few years ago, and uh, they get snow, but their their humidity is kind of like y'all. It, it didn't feel near as cold there as it does here because – if it's 40 degrees in West Texas, mm -hmm. I can't handle it. I'm running around leather jacket, <laughs> two pairs of pants. I mean, I'm crying. My little tutu comes out. And, uh, <laughs> but over there, it, I had snow up to my knees, and I'm outside with the kids having a snowball fight. I tell you what, you know, and a yeah, t -shirt. My, my buddy of mine, one of my best friends I grew up with, um, you know, he and I, as soon as it's snow, all right, that's fine. You'd see us in a pair of probably like Doc Martin or combat boots, shorts, and a hoodie. Oh, that you're those it. guys. That, yep, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Thank you, man, for joining me tonight. Um, so I understand, you know, Slash and Chill Productions. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about, about what your goal is and what you're working on. Man, honestly, I think what our goal is, is to just get out that passion that we've always had, you know, 
we uh, we love the 80s slasher movies and, and, you know, the time of when they discovered all of the new products that you could do special effects with, you know. Right. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Sam Raimi. Uh, Evil Dead 2 is one of my biggest influences, I think. Sure. Um, hell, my daughter's name is Ash. Come on. Oh, God. I love that. You tell her <laughs> I said that. She, she should be proud of that name. Yeah, my other kids are Jacob and Michael, so I kind of have a, a <laughs> horror thing going on there. Um, yeah, I might have issues. But yeah. we just, you know, we try to throw, well, you've seen the stuff. We try to throw homage to the 80s and keep that raw kind of appeal to movies. And we try not to take everything so seriously. I mean, we do everything. I thought low budget until I found out what low budget was and good God, I wish I had that kind of money. <laughs> All right. So to fill, to fill some of you guys in um, who are just, you know, maybe trying to figure out new, new to new to slash and show productions um, just now hearing of and learning of the name, Jake Perry, Jake put out one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite films over the past couple of years. It was roughly, I don't know, what, 25, 28-minute long, yep, horror yep, short, 25. monster flick, um, <laughs> tape, Tapeworm 2, <laughs> yeah. which was ingenious just because of the title because it wasn't a sequel. <laughs> and I, I absolutely love this movie. It was, and I, and I have done a review of this, and Jake thanked me for it. He understands where I come from. Oh, it was, say, awesome. it was one of the best pieces of shit I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I commend him for it because the, the, the low budget actual monster movie feel that he was going for. And especially with, with homemade props. And like you said, you know, you open up your wallet and what you got in there, if anything is the budget that you're working with. Uh-huh. And it was, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I loved the story. I loved everything about it. I, I truly did. So, you know, for those that are out there now, Jake, where can, where can people get a hold of Tapeworm 2? Where can they find that? Well, the funny thing about Tapeworm 2 is it's been pulled from an individual market and it's being included in the new project that we're doing. Oh, awesome. Okay, perfect. So, uh, uh, the new one, you know, uh, is called Into Madness, and mm-hmm. it, the it, it's an anthology. Sorry, I get tongue-tied when I start talking too fast. No, you're but, uh, good. It's an anthology of horror shorts that the only central theme is the fact that they're being told to you by someone in a nut house. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Tapeworm 2 is one of them. I, I just, I couldn't not do it. That... That film has been so loved by people that it remaining in a short film status, I felt wasn't getting getting it to a big enough market. And this is going to be a feature length anthology. So that opens up a lot of uh, distribution possibilities for us. Sure, sure. That is awesome. No, I'm I'm really I'm thrilled to hear that you're doing that with Tapeworm. Because, uh, like you said, it, it really deserves a lot of love. It really does. And I, so. I think being able to put it into a compilation like this, I think it will definitely help it move around a lot farther. I really do. 
So, so, so that, that's great. So tell me a little bit about this anthology that you've got working on that. Well, the anthology, we're, it's, like I said, it's central around Miss Mayhem. Miss Molly Mayhem is our horror host, and mm-hmm. she is just insane. Uh, she's so random and funny. Um, she's played by Krista Freeman, who is actually in Tapeworm 2. Um, I can't get too specific about which one she is, but she played Miguel's girlfriend. And okay. So she's actually the horror host that comments on it, which is pretty funny. But on top of that, you've it, she's locked up in an asylum, and the stories that she tells kind of make sense because, it, you know, with – well, some of you may know, with Slash and Chill, we don't really believe in the hero surviving all the time. Right. Or ever. Which I think is beautiful. <laughs> I've seen that I, a hundred times, that. you know, or a yep. million times. Yep. So why should, why should the good guy get to live all the time? That, that, exactly. That's not how it works. And if I can kill him and just make you go, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I really enjoy that. <laughs> Now, so are now is this an anthology of all of your work? Yeah. Or are you yes. having other? Okay. This is. I wasn't all, sure if you were having other uh, other creators bring bring work to you or not. Now I did do something that I don't normally do because, as you know, I I kind of come up with the stories and write them, and I have Miguel as a right hand man, which Miguel Garza mm-hmm. saves me. Uh, I cannot speak highly about that man. But Miguel, we do uh, love you, brother. See, he goes through so much bullshit that I come up with. Because if you think the stuff you see is crazy, you should see how it happens. Because <laughs> a lot of like our shorts on YouTube, I come up with them that day, and they're movies by the next day. Right. Um, well, let me as as a as a new filmmaker, um, how much. How much do you worry about things like location? You know, obviously you do some <laughs> writing, you, you pick up a story and you're like, you got a picture in your head. You, you have a location. You can just, you can visualize the scene right there in your head. How hard is it or how important is it for you with your films at this point in time to be exactly as close to what you're envisioning or do you just turn on the film, you know, hit the camera and just say, fuck it, roll, action, go. Well, it, that's an interesting question because at my budget level, I have to be very, very flexible. Um, sure. But when it comes to writing it, I, I do try to take into account places that I can get access to or think right. I can, and then it may mm-hmm. not work out. Uh, like uh, during all the COVID stuff, the bars were closed down. Down here, it, you know, there's there's an issue with it, but it's not so bad. And there's well, a scene exactly. for the new one where uh, we we were going to shoot in a bar. So it was right. like, oh, my God, we can we we know this bar. We actually used the side of this bar and tapeworm. And they were like, go ahead. You can come in and film and do whatever you need to do. So that was great. But now they're open again. And that causes issues for filming. So I may have right. to twist it up a little bit but uh yeah i do have to make exceptions a lot but i try to get as close or the original concept anyway 
Mm -hmm. Sure. Now, yeah, I mean, obviously you've got to work, mold what you're given and work with it, obviously. Um, now, I just, I, I have the utmost admiration, uh, you know, for, uh, for, the, for the work that you're doing, you know, for the love of it, for the passion of it. Uh, folks, Jake and I talk quite often, and he has a, you know, he, he does this for the, for, the, for the love of it, for the fun of it. Um, now, Jake, you had mentioned that this has actually been kind of therapeutic for you making film. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, how so? Well, I was a guitarist for 25 years. Uh, I played in death metal bands and I had bad form and well, combination of that and, uh, our early onset arthritis, I guess, uh, right. blew out my elbows and my wrists. So I, I just can't play anymore. And right. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I got pretty bad off. Uh, there was a while my, my wife, God bless her. She, uh, she definitely pulled me through it and it, it was one of the worst times of my life. And that was right before I turned 40. And, uh, well, my whole life I had spent talking about, you know, I wanted to do movies, but growing up poor, you know, I'm like, Oh, I don't have the money to do movies or to buy the stuff it's to make cool. movies or, I didn't have a clue. Wouldn't it be cool if you could? Sure. I, I get that. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent, man. So I'd always say, uh, I, I'd spit out some random stuff like a puppet killing people or, you know, right. some ridiculous thing. And I'd be like, man, we right. should make that movie just talking to my friends. And, uh, you know, it, after all that happened and I was in that depression, I was at work one day. And we were talking about making a movie with all taking all the tropes of all the worst B movies and putting them all as a movie. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember looking at my friend Jared, who's been in a lot of stuff. And I said, man, we should make that movie. And it hit me at that moment that I had to do it. Didn't know right. how, didn't have the money to do it, but I decided I was doing it. And that was on a Tuesday. I remember it. So I went on Craigslist and I went and I found a Sony camcorder. It was a CX 405. Terrible, <laughs> terrible little. I mean, if you drop it, it's gone. All and, right. uh, I, I wrote down my script, which <laughs> dude, I could send you a copy of it. And you would die. <laughs> it is not a script. It is more rantings of a raving lunatic on a page. <laughs> <laughs> And by Saturday, we were filming the first scene with my dad, of all people, as the old man oh. in Seacaw. Right. And this man is 65 years old at the time, and he's supposed to lean back in a chair, and he just throws <laughs> himself down. <laughs> right. I mean, he was fine. He, he's crazy. Uh, you've seen him in most of the stuff that I do. I always kill my dad. I don't know if there's some pent-up aggression <laughs> from childhood or what. I don't know, but, I mean, he's good with it. Oh, that's great. And, and you know, and I think that's awesome. You know, you're, you're keeping the family involved in it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, you mentioned your wife has always been there and really helped you and loves you and supported you. Um, obviously, your kids oh, yeah. um, have some kind of involvement and, and love for the genre as well. You know, so not only is it 
dad, not only is it Jake Perry, it's the Perry family mm-hmm. that can all be involved in it. And I think that's great. Oh, yeah. you know, and that, that's really hard to do nowadays. You know, if you can break a kid away from a, you know, from a USB cord and actually get them to do something like this, mm-hmm. you know, get everybody involved and, you know, look back on it. And I just, I, I think that's awesome, man. I really do. Yeah. My kids are my life, man. And, and, you know, I try to include them as much as possible. My two oldest, Zoe and Jacob, have both been in movies. Uh, they were both, uh, Zoe was in Seacaw. Uh, Jacob and mm-hmm. Zoe were both in uh, Limited Horizons, which that's the comedy. And then Zoe was in um, Tapeworm also. She's the one that, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking Seacall. She wasn't in Tapeworm. That was when she decided to start helping me run cameras. Um, oh, wow. But Jacob, he he's my puppet master. He ran Bart the Killer in the short on YouTube. Uh, he's actually Trevor. Mm-hmm. In, uh, we call the Tapeworm Trevor. He has a name. He's part right. of the family. Somebody actually sure. tried to buy him away, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. That is completely awesome. <laughs> so now, being from Texas, I hear and understand that you have also worked with another Texas filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and you two have actually become uh, become quite good friends, Mr. Billy yep, Bond. Yep, Billy is a great guy. And, and don't tell him we work together because I don't think he realizes that yet, even though he was in Limited Horizons <laughs> for a brief moment. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. Billy is is truly a great man. Um, spoken to him many, many times, even personally on the phone. Um, have not had the, the opportunity to uh, meet him face to face. I, I truly hope we get to. Oh, he's a character um, so man. How did you two? How did you two first meet? By the way, then? Uh, I met Billy because we had a friend uh, in common, Fred Urban. Uh, he was a great guy. He's passed now. Um, and, and that's a whole, somebody should make a story of Fred's life. He was just that guy. And, uh, right. he owned the local wrestling, uh, OC or OSW. And we used to go and Billy was best friends with Fred. And he also mm-hmm. videoed all of the matches for him. So, Oh, Billy. Uh-huh. Okay. And once I ended up shooting Seacaw, like I said, that that serial killer alien werewolves, uh, I had no idea. So I hit up the only guy that I knew with a camera, and it was Billy Pond. Now, keep in mind, I do have to say that I started out on that film, and in my mind, I had already seen Billy's movie, Mm -hmm. which is Circus of the Dead. And this guy sets for a sure. standard that's even high for Hollywood movies. I mean, you've seen it. The guy is, he's so meticulous and everything is perfect. So here I am with the right. biggest turd of a movie ever <laughs> hitting him up and saying, hey, man, can you check this out and give me some pointers? And I'm sure. expecting this guy to be like, what is wrong with you? But this guy's like, yeah, absolutely. He goes and checks it out. And, of course, if you know Billy, like I said, he's very meticulous. So he's like, man, your camera angles suck. 
but your comedy is on point. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I learned everything from that point. Billy has just stood by my side and been like, you need to do this. You need to pay attention to this. If it wasn't for him, I'd still be making stuff like Sea Call. <laughs> but this guy, and, and you know, he will give you any pointers and anything, but I will tell you, he is the hardest critic. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, there's yeah, nothing no, I can do that's going to be perfect. Because I'm like, okay, this no. scene, this right here, this is amazing. And then he's like, oh, but you didn't do this. That's, I'm like, man, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to be able to take things like that constructively, obviously. And, you know, he even told me in, in the last interview that I did with him that he is his, his own worst. Oh, he is. He's like, yeah, he's like, he will tear himself up and down. Everyone's like, dude, that was perfect. He's like, no. Yeah, yeah, he is. Nope. He is the worst at uh, judging himself because everything he tells me is out right. of love, you know, and, and he just and you goofed know, with me. That's so and that is just so, such Billy, yeah. you know, he, he will take the time to help somebody else out like that, you know, in, in the profession as a, as an unpaid teacher, if you will, you know, he'll take the time to honestly answer questions, give direction, be, be honest about it too. Not just say, Dude, until you awesome, talk, man, congratulations. Okay. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that, that's yep, a great thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So your anthology, when are you looking to, when when can we, the audience, the fans? I'm shooting for a uh, fall release, but I somehow managed to always okay. put something out the first week of, it, it's strained. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Limited Horizons, uh, Tapeworm, like they all somehow drop the same week. It's the weirdest thing. Because, you know, I do... Yeah. All in March, huh? Most and thing for me is Miguel. Just make sure I don't lose my mind. <laughs> if it wasn't right, right, I couldn't be making the stuff that that guy's outstanding. When it, whether it comes to camera work, right lines, or coming up with concepts, or even the special, it's our love. We enjoy doing special effects and figuring out how to work. And you know that that's such a good thing to be able to have. You know, it. it I'm sure it might have been hard at first because you know, you, this was this was your <laughs> go at it, and you know you're you're taking control. You're doing the writing. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're doing this, and. You know, it, it's it's that huge sense of pride that you might not want to say, well, I'm still the king. I, I don't want anybody else. You know, this is this is this is my thing. I don't I don't need anybody else's help. You know, but then once you do, and then you can get an extra set of eyes that might see that angle that maybe you didn't see, or this, or that, or what have you, or even just take the mm -hmm. extra burden, the extra time that you might not have during that day. So that's really good that you were able to find someone to be your basic right hand man. Yeah, it is. And honestly, Miguel helped me make the decision to uh, bring on for Tapeworm 2. I, I don't know. A lot of people don't seem to know. I actually had a composer for that one. Uh, Mary. 
award-winning composer. And that guy. I'm sorry. I kind of. You, you kind of broke up for half a second oh, there. What was that name? His name's Mariano Salino. Gotcha. I just, I just when we're giving credits, I just want to make sure everybody's name gets heard. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And that guy is an amazing talent, man. And he really helped to establish the atmosphere of the movie. Because, in all honesty, I was going to go with eighty cents style all the way through it. Sure. That's just how I'm programmed. So bringing in right. a professional really not only bought me time, but opened up a whole world that I wasn't even thinking about. It's a whole nother element, a whole nother level for you. So I'm trying to work at expanding. Uh, one of the uh, anthology or one of the films in the anthology, um, I don't want to give too much away, but I actually have a horror writer that wrote one of the shorts for me. And his name's oh, okay. Jason Gwynn. And he wrote a book called The Wretched. And nice. the the guy, man, the way he sees things is so much different than the way I see them. So it's going to be interesting because that's going to be the first thing that I've ever filmed that I didn't write. So. Right. Well, that'll be uh, that'll also be in the same turn. That'll be interesting to see what he feels about yeah. your vision. You know, so he wrote it with his sights on it. And then seeing what you turn it into with the final product, could yeah. be night and day. So uh, uh, we're going to consult and work definitely. together on it. Yeah. So it should turn out well. Mm -hmm. But it, that one is a lot so more serious than have... what I normally do. So the anthology is the mix oh, of what okay. I normally do and some more serious ones. Like I have one. Uh, one of them is called The Shed, and it's about a serial killer that is basically, well, God, he's just got two different points of view. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> okay. In intrigued already. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So doing all this on your own, I'm going to assume, you know, with, with Slash and Chill Productions, are you trying to do any, uh, any crowdfunding? Is there anything that, you know, people out there, especially all you Texans out there that are listening, and everybody else in the horror community, how can we how can we help Slash and Chill be able to reach some some new financial goals? Yeah, we are doing an Indiegogo campaign uh, under Slash and Chill Present okay. Into Madness. Um, the normally I pay for everything out of my own pocket because you know I do it for the love, but with this this COVID fiasco, it. Uh, it has really uh, put a slowdown on that. So we're, we've got some great perks in there. Well, you've noticed that huh? too, huh? I said, yeah, yeah you've noticed that too, huh? <laughs> uh, but we have some great perks on there. Uh, we have, it, you know, if you just want uh, posters of the movie, if you want autographed copies of the DVDs, we've got those. Or if you're wanting your name in the credits, or even if you want to be a producer, those kind of perks are there. There's tons of them. Awesome. Awesome. You hear that guys definitely look out for it. I will definitely have, um, have the link set up for you um, in the post with this episode on our Facebook page. Um, definitely help out where you can be a part of the independent scene. Definitely help Jake Perry reach his cinematic goals with his newest production um, and help get, help put uh, 
slash and chill productions further up on the map. Definitely, definitely needs a good support system. Mm-hmm. Definitely good work. That's coming we out appreciate it. Oh, of course, of course. Well, listen, um, about wraps things up for the night. Um, Jake, I definitely want to thank you for joining us tonight. I'm sorry it has taken <laughs> me so long, but I am, uh, I, I am, I am thrilled to have finally gotten you on. Man, the show. I'm honored to Folks, be here again. Flash... Oh well, the honor is <laughs> mine. Trust me. Folks, Slash and Chill Productions, Mr. Jake Perry, Tapeworm 2, and again... Into Madness. Keep an eye out. Into Madness. What's that? Into Madness. There you go. Be sure to look for that on Facebook and all social media. And uh, definitely help them out where you can. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. We'll definitely be talking with you guys soon and keep us updated. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, John. You bet, you guys. Thanks again for joining us. This is John. I'm signing out. This is the Witching Hour podcast. Don't forget to always keep it evil.